Yeah, basically the outdoor stage at Southern. Yeah, Spirit Park. Okay. At Southern, Southern. Southern Station. Southern Station Spirit Park. Okay. Brought to you by the Midtown S- Merchants Association. Southern Miss. Southern. You ever seen the South Park, the underpants gnomes? Steal all the underpants? <laughs> Number three is profit, but step two is the question mark? That's my life, dude. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, yeah, I want more money. Yeah, I want to own a house. Bam. 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 Hi, bam. Bam. Hardest Street Boys. Hardest Street Boys. Hardest Street Boys is the Hardest Street Boys. Like and subscribe. Yeah, man, we had a big week. Yeah, we uh, did. It was nice. I actually went and saw it was this was Thursday night. I don't want you to get confused because I saw the Wednesday night Titans on On, Thursday. On the Thursday. So at the Thirsty Hippo. Yeah. My buddy T Y is like, no, I think that was last night. Like, let's go, let's go. Wednesday yeah. Night Titans. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a text from Brad asking if I could make it, and I was like, man, I'd love to if mm-hmm. I was in town, but I went to go see a show as well. But please, tell me more about the Wednesday Night Titans. Well, there it's a drummer and a bass player, and uh, what was funny is people were like, man, this is kind of like the Hardy Street Boys. Like, the dynamic's kind of similar. Uh, one guy's got a really – the bass player's got a luxurious beard. Um, he's dressed up like a wrestler. Like, he's got, like, the – the spandex and everything. He's in the boots. He's into it. And then the drummer looks more like the detectives in the Beastie Boys in the the video Sabotage. Okay. It's more of that stuff. Oh! So I was like, dude, this kind of is... We might be cousins. Yeah. We're comedy cousins. And then they do like... <laughs> dude, they do videos. They take videos of old wrestling video, uh, wrestling interviews. Yeah. And then they make them songs like those, those memes online. Uh, so composes original music and takes like Ric Flair's voice and like pitches it up and down to match a melody and then plays drums and bass to it. And it's a absolute, like if you get overstimulated easily, like probably don't go to that show because it was so much. And I was sitting there, I'm going, this is so much work, like so much work to edit all this together and then have these triggers on your drums, these electronic triggers that... Also, flashlights up on the screen when you hit them. It's it's insane, dude. It was I've watched the videos online too, and like yeah, this is Brad's like come come check it out, you know. And I was like I text him back like oh this is my kind of weird like this is yeah. this is gonna be sick, but then in person was so much better. Like it was it was an experience. It was yeah. just an experience. It sounds so artful, you know. There it's it's cool to see people doing something that's like takes it to another level. There's, yeah. there's a visual element to it. You're taking something like, you know, I think Mono Neon does it. He'll take interviews or whatever, and he'll make melodies and songs, and he plays the bass to the people talking. You know, everybody's voice has different sounds to it. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched a person talk about it one time uh, it in at South by Southwest years ago. But it's so cool. Like, you're talking about wrestling interviews, which are always funny anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also just the showmanship of this group. It was it was incredible. They would take breaks and do like little like kind of comedy bits uh, amongst you know between the two of them, and then they they would do like merch announcements, and then the merch table like everybody was at the merch table. It was genius. Like they have a lot figured out, and honestly, they have the capability to rule the internet because it has everything you want. You know, yeah. great music, uh, incredible like like uh, incredible videos. 
And then also just the nostalgia of the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, it was just wild. It was, man, the playing, dude, that that drummer could, he could play. Yeah. He really could play. And it was just, yeah, it was really impressive, man. And on a Thursday, I got to say, Hattiesburg, we got to go out and make noise. I said this at Crawfish Jam, too. You know, uh, the uh, the brass band, right, from Mobile. Like, let's show this brass band that we can have a good time. Don't just sit in your lawn chair for this yeah. one band. Kind of get up a little bit. Get up and move and, 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 like, don't worry about what people think about you. Like, get up, make some noise. Don't be so – you don't have to be so reserved all the time. You know, you got to let loose sometimes. And uh, this was a situation where I, I, I want to see – next time Wednesday Night Titans are in town, go see it. You live in West Hattiesburg? Okay. Get an Uber. Come down and see it just to say you went and saw something different. Because yeah. even if you don't like it, you have a story. You have an experience. So I, I don't – I just want people to take advantage of this city so they can get more experiences. You don't have to travel out of state or out of country to have an experience. Those That's nice. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's really cool. But, like, on a Thursday, go see some wrestling. I know lots of people that would have loved that that really don't go to the hippo ever. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, that's me on my soapbox. But it's, you weren't there, but it, you had a good reason, right? Yeah. I went to Jackson to see some music performed. Uh, I went to the Thaliamara Hall to see Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And then the Heartless Bastards opened for him. So it was Watch awesome. your, Wait, what did you just say? I said the Heartless Bastards Language. opened for Jason Isbell. It what? was awesome. I'm sure the band was trying their best. Why would you call them Heartless that's their, Bastards? That's their name. They're awesome. They're amazing. They've, oh, actually, actually, they've actually played in, in Hattiesburg before. Oh, I got you. Believe okay. it or not. Oh, sorry. Okay. Super talented. A lot of... Just amazing. That just, makes more sense. Yeah. What a great show. I'm telling you. Yeah. What was your favorite part about it? Well... Very very nice seats, but also I actually got to see some friends from Jackson. Just kind of bumped into some people that I I know that live in Jackson and the Clinton area, and mm-hmm. it was kind of cool catching up there. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, it was a really nice venue. It was just like a nice yeah. It was a nice auditorium hall. So yeah, that place is really nice. But yeah, yeah. I'd never been there. Really? So yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, it was one thing though. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, and I'm not trying to talk too too much smack, but I've been to some shows in Jackson where people like to talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, you're here to see the show. People are in their phones recording it. And I'm just kind of like, let's just watch the show and enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know, like, Well, Jackson has live music, but we're – Hattiesburg's, I mean, whatever. Like, I, I'm not trying to fight about it, but I will. Uh, Hattiesburg has a better live music scene than Jackson. Um, Jackson's like the king of – house parties and like indie rock you know and you have people like the weeks from the jackson area like that style of music's like killer but you can it's not sitting and listening intently right you have the university here you go to a you know i don't know a violin concerto yeah okay you're gonna just you're gonna chill right so i think you have a more i think hattiesburg is a more educated audience and yeah i said it jackson i love jackson yeah but i said it uh yeah you be be polite. Enjoy the show. Yeah. I do think it's funny, like, watching a whole show through your phone. Like, I'm never going to forget this. Like, yeah, you are. Yeah. I have so many videos on my phone that I never look at and I never will. Yeah. 
It's just like I'm. I'd rather just experience it. That's. It, it dawned on me years ago when I watched people record fireworks going off, and like <laughs> I get it. Uh, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. look at these fireworks. I'm like, who wants to watch fireworks on your phone? Like, I don't know. I'm. I. It's. A, it's a weird thing. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you went to the show. You can take maybe like a picture or two. That's kind of cool. Like, hey, this was a. You know, but like recording the like. Let me get this whole song. I'm so. Bored. I'm actually. I'm actually guilty of it. So I've done it before in the past, but it's not. It's not something I do enjoy. But are you just so bored one day? You're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna cycle through all the photos on my phone. I'm gonna watch video of those fireworks I saw yeah. <laughs> last Fourth of July. Yeah. No, you watch fireworks at the next Fourth of July. Exactly. And that's it. Live it up. New Year's Fourth of July, and if you have video of fireworks on your phone, unless you're my mom, like, what are you doing? So my mom's allowed to do that. Yeah. She's the only one. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was great uh, going to the Hippo, Jason Isbell. We have we have so much live music in this town, in this state. Yeah. And speaking of live music. Speaking of live music. Saturday. Saturday, this coming Saturday. Yes. Midtown Sounds. Is Midtown Sounds. Yep. At Spirit Park. Is that what it's called? Well, it's Southern Station. Yeah. Basically, the outdoor stage it's Southern. Yeah. Spirit Park. Okay. At Southern, Southern, Southern Station. But it, Southern Station Spirit Park. Okay. Brought to you by... The Midtown S- Merchants Association. Southern Miss. And Southern. Brought to you by Hattiesburg. Yes. City of Hattiesburg. Yeah. Brought to you by Southern Station. Yeah. The Lone Bellow with... who? El- who's going to open for them? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Taste of 59 South. Oh, we love Taste of 59 South. Oh, yeah. We're huge Taste of 59 South. Oh, yeah. Edward Corley. Yeah. The Don. The Don. Dude, I, I love getting to just send him uh, uh, YouTube links to uh, like really cool covers. And he's like the only person I can send that to. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, I think we're going to try this. Like, wait, hey, what? Like, most people are like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to enjoy it. They're on a different yeah. level, and we're like, oh, we're going to uh, we're going to recreate that. So they are killer. Taste Fifty Nine South. If you haven't seen so them, when they're playing, you need to go check it out. Which Midtown Sounds Saturday? Yes, Saturday. It's, it's also you know you can bring your cooler too. You can bring an ice chest full of your favorite beverages. See, that's awesome. I mean, that's hard to beat. Yeah. So this is like, this is going to be pretty intense. This is like basically you can go to live at five. Yep. Right on Friday, and then basically go to live at five round two. Yeah. At Spirit Park, a.k.a. Southern Station, a.k.a. Yeah. Southern Miss, a.k.a. AKA the, the University. <laughs> Go Eagles. Yeah. Like, to the top. We need more names for that uh, that that area. So yeah. We'll come up with one. Yeah. but And then there's also Lawn at Lake Terrace. You got Better Than Ezra. Better Than Ezra. You know, that's a big deal, too. But it's... Yeah. We're, it's a lawn. We're on the same day, so... Yeah. yeah. We, we're, we're blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. But um, yeah, so much stuff going on, man. And well, you, you uh, even said live at five. You know, mm-hmm. live at five last week was pretty awesome. Grits and Greens were playing. They're so good. And this week, I think it's Cole Hill Band. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Grits and Greens, man, they Jackson changed the game for them. I think. Yeah, they were already really good. Uh, you know, Ryan has like a very unique voice, but then having a drummer who like. Also, Jackson's playing has gotten better too. Like he, he's his his drumming sounds good, but then having somebody like that who can sing, and man, it's uh, they just got to stay consistent. They just got to chip away. But you can tell it's their full time job. You know, there's lots of people who play music and that's they, they it's moonlighting. You know, yeah. you can tell that's their full time job. There's a difference like when bands rehearse 
and take the time to actually oh, yeah. go through it. Like if you, most people are going to go, oh wow, Grits and Greens just sounds really good. That's cool. Like I'm telling you from a musician's standpoint, th- no, they're like putting work in. Yeah, you, know? you can tell they're dedicated. I mean, they've got a travel vehicle. They've got cool merch. They're amazingly talented. They're playing all around. They're actually, like you say, getting out a little bit, playing in Alabama and on the coast and wherever. It's pretty awesome. But all that stuff means nothing if you don't put the work in to be able to play. Oh, yeah. Like, you got cool merch. Good job. We Anybody can have merch, right? Yeah. I like that they're adding that to their – that's very smart. That is that whole artist package, right? Like, yeah. what is our what is our image? What are we putting forth into the world? But you got to be able to play. And yeah. they can play, and it's uh, it's really cool, man. We're It's kind of a renaissance time in Hattiesburg artistically. You know, it's a – it's a time too where I, I hope you know bands and and musicians. I hope people recognize that uh, these people. I hope people recognize how great these people are before we lose them. Because Hattiesburg's gonna it's gonna be tough to hold on to all this talent. You know, true that. That's just the that's just the nature of the of the beast. But uh, and then also I almost forgot this Thursday we have Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's the day this comes out, right? Yeah, so it, it's today. It is, it is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> And Grits and Greens, as well as Royal Horses and some others, are playing at El Rio. I know Thomas Jackson's also playing. Yeah, um, I think he's opening. Yeah. so they And it's all day. It starts at 11 a.m. and it goes till close, uh, like so 10-ish. Um, but we're going to be there for a little while. We might be doing some kind of competition. They're oh, yeah. they're being very coy. Is you know, like, y'all yeah. want to be involved with it? I'm like, yeah, of course. We love, we love that place, you know? And, uh, yes, yeah, so they won't they won't tell me. So I don't, I don't know. Like, we might... I feel like it's, I feel like it wouldn't be a pie eating contest, but like maybe like a quesadilla eating contest Ooh. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. With that chihuahua cheese. Yeah. It's region, not yeah, a dog. Yeah, not the region, not, not, not the dog. pup. Totally, yeah. totally different things. All right. But, um, but yeah, that'll be fun, man. And uh, I'm just basically going to see, uh, you know, how many uh, strawberry basil margarita flights I can drink and mix with water. And, yeah, and of course, s- safely. It's safely and <laughs> responsibly, and and not calling to work the next day. There so. you go. <laughs> That's the t- that'll be fun. Let's be honest. I want everyone to be honest about things. That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Those so. strawberry basil margaritas <laughs> so good. are delicious. They're sweet. Get it? Yeah. Because they're actually they actually are. They're yeah. Actually, they're like it's me. Not strawberry. Oh, not sweet. Yeah. Just <laughs> all right. Anyway, well, we got Brett and Adam from Mississippi Home Buyers on the show today. Yeah, and I'm excited. Home, home. What are they? Are they realtors? Yeah. So we're gonna learn about real estate, like how to buy a home. Kind of talk about like, uh, you know, millennials like me. I I own like my car and like a PlayStation, and that's a, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but not much else. Yeah. So I want to know like, how's a guy like me? buy a house you know you got to get that uh what do you call it it's uh it starts with an m it's a mortgage yeah yeah wait what mortgage yeah because that keeps all the bricks together no that's mortar you're thinking of mortar uh you sure yeah huh well anyway we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about how to you know how to buy a home uh yeah. what the market looks like because it does the market look like i don't know is it a buyer's or seller's market i do say that at parties like to sound like smarter, I'll just hear one person say, "Oh, it's a seller's market now," and then I'll just like I'll talk to ten different people and be like, "Oh, you know, it is a seller's market." And I was like, "Drew's smart," and be like, "Yeah, he's drinking out of the cocktail straw." Like, is he? So Whoa. after this, Mississippi home buyers. 
This episode's brought to you by BAM Mississippi Home Buyers. It's a real estate solutions company based out of Hattiesburg, a family-owned business that focuses on helping homeowners find solutions for problems like foreclosure, divorce, inherited property, tile or lien issues, or anyone else that just wants to sell their property hassle-free. Hassle-free. So who is Mississippi Home Buyers, you might ask? Who? Part one, Adam Big Sip Johnson. Big Sip. Lifelong student of real estate and negotiating, co-founder of the Hattiesburg Area Real Estate Investors Group, featured on podcasts such as Carrot Cast, Wholesaling Houses Elite, Bigger Pockets, Real Estate Disruptors, and more. He's a helper, not a haggler. You know that, dude. He's not a real estate straggler. Whoa. Yeah. Bars. I added the second one. Oh, cool. It was pretty good. Bars. I feel like we're getting better at this. Yeah. Anyway, Brett Murdoch, not originally from the Pine Belt, neither are we, but a resident of Mississippi for most of his life, been actively doing real estate investing for over five years, closed and completed over 300 real estate transactions. That's 300 more than us. Whoa. Also a managing member of the Heisberg Real Estate Investors Group, living out, whoever is generous to the poor lends to God, he will repay him for his deeds. Sounds righteous. Sounds like a guy who knows how to get rid of your house. Like not rid of it, just like to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like an actual like a legit transaction. Yeah. So Mississippi home buyers, check them out. Click the link in the description below to find out more. Bam. 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 Hi. Bam. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got some new guests on the show. Who could it be? I'm about to tell you, yo. It's Adam and Brett. If you're into real estate, you need to don't sweat. Don't sweat. Don't sweat the small stuff. They're going to tell us all about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't hesitate. He's about to talk some real estate. Yeah. Let's get into it. Now. On to the interview portion of the show. Keep the fade going. Keep it going. Nice dissolve. That was great. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you. Yeah. Don't hesitate. We're about to get into some real estate. Yeah. If I said it that clearly. That's a, yeah, that's a. That's a that's a line for sure. You Thank could you. sell that for real. That's awesome. Well, we have we have Brett and Adam of Mississippi Home Buyers. How are you guys today? Doing good. I was just thinking about how I'm probably going to steal that little line he just threw out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you, casually, you can have it for for one million dollars. No, I'm just kidding. He's yeah, it's a killer line. Don't hesitate. I mean, we'd probably buy it if we could like you know do it over time. Or Let's something. go <laughs> all at once. I'm just waiting for somebody to throw their pinky up. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take $1 million in Argentinian pesos. But look, <laughs> what we really want to get into is real estate. So you guys, you're not just realtors. We talked about this a little bit earlier off offline. Um, what is it that you do? What is Mississippi Home Buyers? It's a really good question. We've been thinking a lot about how to explain that. Because um, <laughs> we really do. We, we do a wide variety of things. Um, and actually, we, we don't even have our real estate license. We're strictly on the, the buy and sell and rent 
finance, things like that. So we actually don't buy and sell for anybody else. Mm. Um, but we, what we do is provide, I would call it a non-traditional option. Um, most people think of selling their house now as you list it, you put a sign out in the yard and you do some repairs and you wait for somebody to come look at it that wants it bad enough. And then they try to get financing and go from there. Um, that's the traditional way. That's probably 95% of the way things are done. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's that other 5% that, you know, it could be divorce, a foreclosure, uh, an inherited house. It could be somebody that just is in a real hurry. Um, or somebody that just doesn't want any headache or hassle. We have a lot of that where people just say, look, I don't, I only want to show one person. I only want you to go through it one time, mm. um, which you can't do on a traditional. What did I miss? Probably lots of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just about a, the handful of what we do. Um, I would say there's a couple other handfuls, but <laughs> we, we don't have enough time for all the <laughs> extra right. handfuls. Right. So like something like, I, I've never been married, but like something like with a divorce, well, how would you help somebody out? Like what would, how would you, that's a very stressful situation. It's not nice, not, not nice to talk about, but how would you help somebody out who's going through that and they have a house that they're, they're trying to sell? You made a, yeah. So <clears throat> I think the, the big thing, and it can be for any number of reasons or several of these reasons. Um, but typically in our experience, people getting a divorce are not real on friendly terms, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the, the communication alone is sometimes what brings us to the table. Mm -hmm. um, just being able to, to talk to the, the husband, talk to the wife, and be that intermediary sometimes. Oh, wow. Um, Most of the time free of charge. Yeah, we don't, we don't charge any extra for the, <laughs> right. the, the counseling sessions. Right, right. Um, but it's a very real thing. And then a lot of times what happens is, is one spouse doesn't want to pay for everything. So they're sometimes they get behind. Sometimes um, they may be current on payments, but they may be behind on maintenance. Right? Like, oh, there's a little leak in the roof. Well, I'm not paying to fix it. Well, I'm not paying to fix it either. And mm -hmm. then now there's an issue. Right. Um, so there's a lot of things like that. And then sometimes it's just for the speed of closing out the divorce, so they can get rid of of the marital assets and go their separate ways. Right. Well, and that's like the biggest asset probably in a marriage too. So it's going to be the hardest to to get rid of. Yeah. Right. So so if you want to get the divorce over with, you can holler at you guys. Right. right. We can do it quick. Right. Well, I see what you mean. Where it's not like uh, that's not really traditional. It's not something I'd. It's not something I'd ever really think about. But it it's one of those things too that you don't have to think about until you have to think about it. That's, that's right. right. And you know, and you don't want to have to deal with it. So so what else do you do? Like maybe for you know, our, a lot of our viewers too, kind of in our age bracket where they may not think they could own a home. Right. A lot of us rent. You know, I joke about like I own my car and like a, a, a good toothbrush. But like <laughs> what, you know, being able to own a home, so many of us are told like we're just not going to be able to do it or we'll never we'll never be able to do it. What would you say to those people? Why don't you go? So oddly enough, and I think this surprises a lot of people. I actually don't own the home that I live in. I rent the house that I live in. And neither do I. And he rents the house that he lives in, mm. which we'll buy. I mean, we'll probably have our hand in 500 houses across the, the country. MS homebuyers will probably do about 100. Um, but he's just now getting ready to buy your first home as far as like personal right. use. So you want well, to yeah, talk about there, what you've been. There's a couple different options out there to where maybe just the one person you've dealt with at the bank that you've banking at for your whole life they might not have that product. Mm -hmm. So actually meeting people and people in the community to where you can, 
stretch out and have some more people in your network to maybe there's some other products out there that will, you know, make it a little easier for you or options that like for me, self-employed, right? You need to have a certain amount of time of self-employment, you know, a couple tax returns to be able to show mm-hmm. um, to where there's other options out there that they can maybe, you know, just take 12 months of your bank statements. Um, mm. So there's d- different options out there and not everybody knows a lot of those options. We've run into a lot of those options because of the volume of houses that we do. Mm. We've seen a lot a when lot. it comes to that. Um, and I think a lot of people are probably closer than they think. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it goes to, to finding the right people that understand what they're doing. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, lenders are a lot like any big box store around here, right? Like you may go to Walmart and they have certain line of products and then you may go to target. They may have a few of the same thing that they sell, but then they also have different things that they sell. Mm-hmm. And lenders are a lot of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them have access to all the different products, but finding somebody good that's got some options, a good mortgage broker, you know, like for instance, our guy we were talking about earlier before we started recording, we've got a guy in pedal and he'd been written his whole life, owned his own business, never thought that he would be able to own a house. And what we did is we leased it to him. Uh, I guess it's been about two years ago. We leased it to him. He paid us the normal rent. But what we did is we gave him the option to buy it. And so we set a price, which, I mean, I think now that house is probably worth 150 He's buying it for 125 because that's what we agreed to two years ago. Mm. Um, but all he had to do was make like establish his business a little bit more and have increased income. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. His credit was good. Everything else was good. His, uh, I mean, financial situation was really good. He was very, um, I mean, smart and disciplined about what he did with his money, but he just needed to show more income. That was it. And so he got to make this house a home while he was waiting to own it. Um, so I think either this week or next week we'll close and make it official and that'll be his first ever house that he owns. Wow, that's amazing. That's cool. And you said he got he got a certain loan too. This is was this a service member you're helping out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. he's retired military, um, and he went through. Which this is my first time dealing with him. But there was a company called Veterans United, and I I want to say they're out of like Springfield, Missouri, or something. Mm-hmm. But he called them. They specialize in just veteran loans. So if you've served in the military, like that's a really good call. Minimal down payment. Um, I think they even have some stuff that they do to help with credit repair and stuff like that, where they may say, Hey, you don't qualify today, but if you do this, this, and this, we can get you there in six months. Mm. And I think, I think that's what it really goes back to in our experience. Now we've, we've had a few that, you know, you pop their credit score and it's a 525 and Hey, listen, it's going to be a long battle. Um, but I, I think with our experience, most of the time, people that can't get it today are so much closer than they ever thought they would be. Yeah. Like it's just one or two little tweaks to their situation and they're approved for a home loan. Well, and you don't want people uh, giving up before they've exhausted all options, you know? So, so what is like, okay, let's say somebody, you know, makes 50,000 a year, right? They own their own business um, but they don't pay themselves from their business, right? They have more money sitting in the business. Is that an issue when you try and uh, get a mortgage? Because I know that is an issue. Like if you're not paying yourself, you don't have record of more income, like that can actually negatively affect you trying to get 
a loan or paying for the house? It can. And I don't, and I'm not a, a mortgage broker or anything. Um, but in our experience, usually it's, they want two years of tax returns okay. and then they'll, a lot of times they will create an income for you. So you may not have paid yourself, but you may have paid taxes on money that you earned, even yeah, though it's sure. still sitting in your LLC or whatever. Yeah. Right. So the, the, the one that I just went through, they took 12 months bank statements, my personal and business and put them together. And then came up with a income um, that I was bringing in a month, averaged out. And right. so then they were able to offer me a, a, a couple different loan options, products. Right. And I think on 50000 a year, as long as there's not a bunch of credit cards and car payments, I mean, what? You can probably get a $150,000 house, $180,000 house. That's oh, yeah. substantial. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how, like, what is nowadays, what does the market look like? Cause we joke about like people talking about buyers and sellers market and <laughs> you just kind of like, yeah, it's a seller's. Yeah. I just go along with whatever <laughs> everybody's saying, you know, like, I really don't know. Um, but like, wh- what is, what is the housing market look like right now? I mean, it's, it's going up. It's, I don't think it's stopping. I think more in the local area, Hattiesburg area, I think the, the market is, is kind of, I wouldn't say plateaued, but it's sitting at a, a a decent spot right now. I, I, I think, think it's it, slowed. I think it's slowed. I don't think values have gone down any. Mm-hmm. Now in other parts of the country, we're seeing values completely climb still. Mm-hmm. Some places in Florida. I mean, my sister and them just sold their house and two years ago, and you know they made a substantial profit on what they thought they were just going to try to break even with. You know, in mm-hmm. a couple of years because they're in the military. So just depending on where you are in the United States, which here in Hattiesburg, we're really protected. There's, you know, two universities, there's a, hospital, a couple hospitals, Camp Shelby. So our market kind of stays kind of floating. It doesn't steady. spike steady. It doesn't spike as much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <clears throat> I, I would say it's definitely a seller's market, um, but we are buyers for a living and we're, we're doing a pretty good job. So it's could be say well, at a buyer's market as well, you know, right. but that kind of goes back to what we we're talking about earlier. So like the traditional side, right. That, that 95% of house sales that are listed with a realtor, people come look at it. They go get a loan. It's just your normal cookie cutter transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I mean, it's still hot. Um, our 5%, I mean, it's it's about the same as it always has. Well, I mean, you've got people that are always going to, you know, be in a sticky situation, you know, behind on a few payments. You know, there's always those type of those people out there that need help, that need to understand the options that they can, you know, that are out there for them. Because a lot of times we got to put $50,000 in the house to sell it. The realtor comes over and says, you got to fix all this before I can list it. You know, they don't know what to do. That's where we step in and we provide options that aren't traditional hmm. yeah so when when you are are i guess when someone's trying to buy a house how do they weigh you know you want to think of it as an investment but it also needs to be a, like a place you can make a home right and enjoy how do you balance those two things like not just trying to get it to where you know i like me i want if i want to live in it i'm not going to flip it so it's not necessarily i'm not looking at it as a financial decision i'm looking at it as like a life decision. How do you, what's the difference between those two things? Cause you say you also can flip homes, right? right. Uh, so how is it different? How's that strategy different between those two situations? Well, really we, so we encourage all of our friends to look at it both ways. 
Um, Because you don't want to just buy one, right? Like most of the time you're going to buy one knowing that at some point in the future you're going to get a different one. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell everybody to look at it from both, right? Like if it's one you're going to live in, make sure you like it. The area is good. It'll be good long term, right? Like the area is not going downhill. The school district's still good, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but there's all kinds of stuff where you can, depending on the situation, you can house hack. So, like, let's say you, for instance, right? Not married, no kids, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So, you could go get an FHA loan on a fourplex or up to a fourplex. Have a, what is Which it, is a three and a half percent down. Three and a yeah, half percent. Three and a half percent down. And you could live in one unit for a year and rent the rest out and basically live for free. Mm. And then after that year, you've got a fourplex with the most amazing financing you can get. Right. Um, we have some friends that so there's a tax benefit too. Um, if you live there for two years as your personal residence. So if you went, let's say that you got a deal on one that needed some work and you fix it up, live there for two years and sell it, anything you make up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars is tax free. Married five hundred thousand. Wow. So if you so. do that three or four times correctly, you could end up with a house that you didn't even really have to pay for. You mm. got it with tax free money. Right. Um, so I, I always encourage everybody to look at it from both sides, right? And if something happens you couldn't live there anymore, if you had to move, if you lost your job, whatever, could you rent it and make it make sense? Because mm. um, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, obviously, you want something that you like that you're going to be happy with. But always having that backup plan. Right. But it's subjective, too, because what's good for you right now might not be good for me right now. But what's good for me might not be good for you. So for me, I may be looking at it always an investment because that's what I do for a living. And I'm going to continue to buy houses. It'd be weird if you didn't. But for you, right. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, it may be somewhere just to lay your head and make sure you have a you know, roof over your head. Mm-hmm. So it may not be such a serious investment decision on just somewhere for you to have a home. Yeah. So it's just it just kind of it's fluid. Well, it's very much yeah, it's very much a case by case basis right. like what people want and it's important to, you know, to have people who understand y'all clearly understand and I mean, I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> I was a fourplex, hmm, you know. <laughs> starting to think, you know. I mean, the parties in a in a fourplex, Jamie, I mean, it could be intense. But I'd, uh, I'd show up. Yeah, you, yeah, bro. We could all just get a fourplex, but, <laughs> but we'll talk. We'll talk. One about unit it. a piece. Yeah, we'll like talk it. about it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to get more into this. But we're gonna take a short break, and after this, more Mississippi home buyers. I went to the Thirsty Hippo on Thursday. Yeah. And I saw a band called Wednesday Night Titans. Okay. Even though it was Thursday night. Yeah. And despite the confusion, had an amazing time. Yeah. But here's my beef. What's wrong? More people in Hattiesburg have to support out-of-town talent when they come here. Because if we don't, they're not going to want to come here. Yeah, they really should. You got to make some noise when they say, hey, stand up. You can't just, like, stand there and go. Yeah, I've seen it happen firsthand. Like, at least clap. Yeah. Like, don't freeze up. Come on. Do something. Please. Go to a place like the Thirsty Hippo when somebody from out-of-town comes in. They book incredible talent. It was only $12. You got $12. I don't even want to know what you spent $12 on at Amazon today. Get an Uber. Have an experience. It's that drummer in you. It's that fire that burns deep within your soul. I don't want to give club owners any excuse to not book out-of-town talent. That's it. It's it's great to have venues. We need we need to support them. I'm thankful we have people like Brad doing things like that, man. We need more of that. So there's no joke there. Yeah, that's real. Doesn't always have to be funny. 
Okay, so this is cool getting to talk to you guys, but you know, we have a whole podcast, like it's a whole show. What if I don't have a podcast, but I want to like find out more information on, you know, what real estate is, how how to be smarter with my money. What you know, what what do you what services do you guys offer? So right now, I guess probably for I guess it's been eight years. I think we're just over five. Just maybe? over five. Okay, I was thinking five seven or six. Eight. Okay, well yeah. So we've been uh, running this meetup, um, South MS Real Estate Group. Um, we met at Magnolia State Bank for a while. Uh, now we're at the Sigler Center. Actually, this month we're going back to the bank. So forgot, missed that email, but we're going back to the Magnolia State Bank, <laughs> like second me. floor. But yeah, so we do a meetup uh, the third Thursday of every month. Uh, we bring in a guest speaker, different, uh, different forms of real estate. I guess last month was mobile homes, mobile homes, like how you can buy mobile homes and cash flow them and retire. Uh, a guy came up from Florida actually and spoke. And so we, we bring in people to kind of, you know, just explain the different aspects of real estate and how that can help you and, and grow your education so that you will know how to put your money here or there. Or if you're interested in investing in real estate, that's something that you can come there, meet up with us. We can kind of get you going in the right direction or at least put you around the, the people that are doing it in the area um, and then help you kind of take your first step. And there's a, <clears throat> there's a wide range in those meetings. There's people that, you know, they found us on meetup because they wanted to know about real estate and they're, just i mean brand new brand new we have people that heck we've got some people that come they've been doing this for 50 years mm. um i think i'm what 20 you're about 10 uh we have realtors attorneys um a lot of other investors and contractors contractors um and it's just a good place like that's one of the things that we prided ourselves on with the meeting is it's a really comfortable place to come learn and network mm -hmm. um, and ask questions and ask questions. We don't charge anything. We've never done any charges or membership dues or anything like that. We just, we open it up to the public and we enjoy meeting new people. We have, I mean, some days we'll have 30 something. Some days we'll have 70 something. Mm. So you say like ask questions. Okay, <clears throat> cool. I feel like I'm pretty smart. I have no idea what questions I'm supposed to ask. You know, I know I want... I, you ever seen the South Park, the underpants gnomes? Steal all the underpants. Number three is profit, but step two is the question mark. That's my life, dude. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, yeah, I want more money. Yeah, I want to own a house. But I don't... It's not even like that I don't... I'm doing something wrong, right? Or that I'm a bad person or whatever. Or I think people get that, that, uh, I think people get credit shamed a lot, you know, thinking like, oh man, I messed up. And when it was a lot of times, especially with medical bills, like you had no control right. over that, you got sick and whatever, whatever. But like, how do you, what questions should people be asking? Like how, what's the first step for like the most, the most like beginner, most, what's the most basic first step people can take? towards like just growing their money, right? So that they can start to think and operate in this world that you guys are so comfortable in. I think the big one for us was, um, I mean, obviously getting educated, right? We talk about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, there's a really, really good book called The Richest Man in Babylon. Mm -hmm. um, it's a weird read at first because it's got almost like a biblical language to it. Um, just in the way that it's worded and the stories go. Um, 
but I mean, it's very specific in what to do to grow your money, mm-hmm. um, like how to save, how to invest, talks about doing some charitable stuff with a portion of it, um, and then living on it like you normally would, like making sure you save some for yourself and, and actually spend some on yourself. Um, those are really good, but honestly, the thing that comes back to me over and over and over again is surrounding yourself with the right people. Um yeah, I was going to say that because when you surround yourself in that atmosphere, you're going to hear something that may spark your interest, like a fourplex, right? Yeah, right. Living for free. Who doesn't want to live for free, right? Yeah. So that may interest you. And then you're like, hey, I heard y'all talking about this at the, in the beginning of the meeting. Can you explain this a little bit more? You know, catch us after the meeting. We usually end up somewhere, keg and barrel or something afterwards, and, and everybody gets together and continues conversation. Um, so the, I think that your first step is to put yourself in a position to learn and to have people around you that you can ask questions to. And I, I think part of it, too, is really identifying what you want to accomplish, right? Like that's a big one that we really haven't talked about a lot yet. Well, you touched on it when we were talking about like some some things are great for you right now. Some things are great for him right now. And those two may not be the same thing. Right. Um, and I think that's a big one. So like we actually have a lot of investors that we work with, too, um, where they have what we call lazy money sitting around. Right. Instead of putting it in the bank for a half a percent, mm. they give it to us and we do it, our house deals with it. So we have people that they want to grow their cash. So we use their money to invest in flips and things that are shorter term, mm. like cash payout. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some investors that don't want any cash back. They want to put money out and get a residual every month. Um, so we're able to buy longer term stuff with with their money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big one is is really figuring out what you want to accomplish. Is it trying to build more cash? Is it building cash flow? Um, and then finding the right people, like who are the right people to go talk to. Um, And that's one of the things, like if you, if whoever's listening is local, they can come to that meeting. There's no charge or anything, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, which we can help you figure that out too. Um, But really setting you up with the right people. So if it's like, for instance, you, right? Like we've been talking this this whole time and you're just kind of curious probably about what your options even are at this point. Correct. So now I think the next step, I would put you with a good mortgage guy or, or girl, gal, lady, whatever. Person. Uh, person, person, good mortgage person. Um, and, and just let them say, okay, here's your income. Here's your credit. Here's, here's what's even available to you. Right. Um, but a lot of it comes back to finding that right person to go talk to. It's funny that you mentioned it's all about, you know, environment. I remember hearing that growing up too. And, and, uh, regardless of discipline, right? So you could be in real estate, you could be a musician, an athlete, you could be, it it all comes back to uh, the people that you're around, you know? And whether that's for better or for worse, right? Like, oh, I was around these people, that's when I wasn't doing great. And then I was around these people and it was, (laughs) I was doing, I was killing it, I'm crushing it. You know, it's so huge, just the people you surround yourself with. And then also finding like a, uh, it could, well, it could be a job or a hobby or, or and an activity, right? That uh, that brings you also brings you to better people too. You know, yes. not just not just uh, searching for people. So that's that's really interesting that you bring that up. I think it's funny. That's not really a coincidence, but yeah, that's and that's it. It does seem like uh, it just seems like it's a lot to take care of. I think 
do you find that it's important to let people know that they're not going to figure this out in one day? Yeah, that's probably setting the ex- that expectation is probably the the biggest lesson we learned because, you know, we've taught several people how or it at least led them in the right direction uh, to where they can learn how to, you know, invest in real estate. And I, I think that's probably the number one expectation that we have to drill in at the beginning because I mean some people end up getting it and getting their first house deal under contract and done in a month and then some people it's two three years you know Mm -hmm. some people make five thousand on their first deal you know we just had one of our buddies his first deal he you know made over forty thousand dollars on one deal you know so it took a year took a year Mm mm-hmm so it, it it's just the expectations. You're definitely it can happen overnight, but it's just like an artist or an athlete, right? It, you just got to put yourself. They got to get in the right circle for that to happen overnight. Well, and I also think I, I want to like what I'm getting from this too is this is not like get rich quick, man. This is work. This isn't. This isn't. Uh, I think people get mixed up like you talk about an athlete. Somebody makes millions of dollars in a you know in one payday. You know that's. Uh, that's great if they can. That's great if that happens. Right. But like what you're doing, you're having to be consistent. You're having to really work at this. Um, what do you find that you have to be most consistent with? Because like I, I would think uh, discipline in spending would be a big deal. I mean, consistent is really the key. So whether you're, I mean, d- picking a couple, I guess, main focuses and staying consistent with those. So with your, you know, with your spending, um, with your time management, you know, those things are great things to start out with, but the key is just being consistent. I mean, it's definitely not a get rich quick, but your life can change in, in 12 months if, if you're consistent. Hmm. And I, I would say focusing on the things that make you money is a bit, which sounds obvious, right? Like, well, yeah, that's why we're in business, but right. right you just started <laughs> yeah. a business and y'all, y'all do the podcast Right. How easy is it to get caught up in editing and say, oh, I've been working so hard, but really there was some other stuff you needed to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the that's the curse of the entrepreneur, right, is that there, there's all this busy work and we just get to choose from whatever we want to do that day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the big thing is, like for us, is talking to clients, talking to investors and – managing our team like that's our everyday thing right yeah. um IPAs. And even, yeah income, income producing, producing activities yeah. oh i thought it was <clears throat> india pale <laughs> well that's for after five that's for yeah, after yeah, five yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's the second bottle <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um but no I, I think that's the biggest one is is really focusing in on the the activities that actually bring customers in the door and get you paid right um even more so than probably anything else and even, I mean, like, it's it's a struggle, right? Like, my bookkeeping and stuff is one that I've always paid all the bills. I still write paper checks. Um, I think I can log into my bank account online. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, but, like, I've been doing that so long, and that's one of the things. Like, I we have a team member for that kind of stuff. She's awesome. I trust her with my money more than I trust myself. But it's just turning that over right and mm-hmm. and making those decisions so it's it, that's the really big one is making sure that you're just you focus on stuff that's going to make you money 
Not just stuff that makes you feel like you were busy all day. Or like just, yeah, breaking rocks into smaller rocks. Like, it's hard work. I'm working hard. Yeah, look like, at yeah. all this stuff I did. Yeah, look at all these. Well, what'd you do? Well, these big rocks, now they're small. small. Yeah. Like, okay. So I have double the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Just once again, so now profit. Like, I don't know what step two is. Yeah, 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 dude. That's that's dude, that's very real. That's very real. And it's, it's uh, I do like the belief, that's why I love this country, is that, you know, if I work hard, uh, if I work hard enough, I can make it happen. Um, but it is important to also have the same, you know, to actually have knowledge and be educated because, yeah, if you work hard, sure, there's lots of people that work hard but aren't growing their money, yep. you know. That's right. And that's not necessarily how, well, me personally, I don't really want to live that way. So, man, this is uh, this has been amazing. This is like, I feel like we've learned so much. You learned a lot, Jamie? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> yes. yeah, this really has been great. So if people want to follow you on social media, all those links are in the description below. They can check you guys out. Um, do y'all have anything? When's the next meeting coming up? Uh, May 19th, I think. Okay. is a, It's the Thursday. I think it's the 19th. And we're actually going back to Magnolia State Bank at 6 p.m. Okay. All right. And that's free to go to. People can just, just hang out. It's and... going to be a good crowd. I think uh, the speaker is going to speak about. Uh, I mean, buying Actually, houses, buying and houses, banking and, and loans, and thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the bit. box. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for for sitting down with us, taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank sure. you guys. This it was, was awesome. Fun. Yeah, this is great. Jamie, can you play us out? Sure. Hey, what did you eat before this? Y'all gotta get your assets right. You gotta get your assets tight. Assets right, get your assets tight. Talking buying and selling, buying and selling. Get your mortgage on. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Dude, talk to your mortgage officer. Uh, do what you do, don't hesitate. Talk to these guys about the real estate. Uh, yeah. Adam Brett, no sweat. Don't sweat the small stuff. Seriously, get into the real estate game now. <laughs> Because I told you. No, we're not a haggler. Yeah. He's no real estate straggler. <laughs> yeah, that was the show. Now it's time to go. Uh, with the outro. Here we go. <laughs> you need to have massive play at your next closing. We can do that. You just bought a house. <laughs>